0: Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. This week, I want to talk about sensory and emotion overload. We've talked a lot about tantrums and breakdowns and big emotions, and all kinds of things that relate to sensory learning and learning to manage emotions in past episodes of this podcast. But today, I want to talk about these topics and give you some Ways that you can prevent overload and use sensory experiences and emotional experiences to engage kids in learning experiences. So, one of the things that We are going to be getting into through the month of September, which is right around the corner here, if you can believe it. Holy moly, is Silly Monsters and Superheroes. I figured we were long overdue time for exploring... Something fun. And so for the next two months. For September and October. We're going to do exactly that. And so I wanted to do a little pre-episode. To give you a little invite into these two big topics. I love these two big topics. When I was a teacher in the classroom, we did superheroes and silly monsters. We tied it to Halloween. When I was teaching in classroom situations where we acknowledged and celebrated Halloween, we used superheroes to build new skills and encourage new skill building. You can take on the persona of a superhero. You can create your own superhero persona and create your own set of skills and superpowers. And kids get so excited about that, about becoming something other than themselves. In past episodes, I've talked about that in terms of pretend or make-believe play and that is a fun way to do that. But superheroes and silly monsters is a whole other ball game, And it's a blast. And I am excited to get into that, as I said, in the months of September and October. October. So I hope you will come back and join us for September and October's episodes as we touch on those topics. You can also tune in to my social media where I will be sharing tips, tools, challenges, and activities on these topics as well. But you can Explore the idea of superheroes and silly monsters or monsters in general when you are looking for sensory learning experiences and experiences that allow kids to explore their emotions. So kids of all ages go through stages where they experience big emotions and going through a situation and a big lifestyle shift like we have all been going through, it's not a surprise that big emotions have become commonplace. And... We've talked about in past episodes ways that you can still accommodate relationship connection using different methods. And that can help with big emotions where at least kids can see each other and they can speak to each other even though they can't physically be In the same space with one another. But for this set of themes, topics, subjects, we want to focus on ways that we can avoid or reduce. Sensory overload or reduce the occurrence of big emotions and those things happen through especially with the emotions piece through communication and giving kids communication outlets and resources and skills. So that the emotions don't become overwhelming, so that they can express what it is they're feeling. And again, kids tend to express their emotions and their thoughts and their needs through their play. And so if you're noticing big emotions come up and you're noticing that kids are resistant to actually sitting down and talking them through you can offer them play or exploration or experimentation opportunities that allow them to express or experiment or process those thoughts, needs, and emotions. So you might have a child who has unique sensory needs Perhaps they need less sensory stimulation. So you're going to want to create more focused activities. You're going to want to create quieter opportunities where they can go and they can decompress. You're going to want to give them experiences that allow them to gain a sense of control over their sense of Calm and sensory processing. So that might mean creating a learning activity that involves soothing sound that allows them to focus on the activity at hand. Or perhaps you want to use texturally soothing. Uh, manipulatives I guess is the word that I would use um, or materials. So if you're trying to get them to focus on math you might want to use something like noodles that don't have a lot of texture perhaps that are of a smooth surface that allows them to still practice the activity of math. Perhaps you're talking about counting or grouping or something like that, and you don't necessarily want to use real life leaves or natural materials based on a theme that you're working with. So you want to give them something that is simple and that isn't distracting. But so that they can still carry out the math activity. Smooth beads might be another one. Or blocks that you might want to use. So that they still have the visual manipulative to practice multiplication or addition, or subtraction, or division, or perhaps it's uh, fractions. You're giving them a manipulative that allows them to focus on the subject that they're practicing versus the manipulative that you're giving them to actually carry out the activity. One of the ways that I like to encourage kids and adults who have kids in their lives, whether as a teacher or a caregiver or a parent, one of the ways that I like to encourage prevention of sensory overload or prevention of emotional overload is, believe it or not, gross motor And role-playing experiences. So gross motor or physical active activities allow kids to engage their whole body, use their own strength, test their physical skills. So they're getting those sensory needs met. They're doing it on their own terms And if they're feeling aggressive, gross motor play allows them the experience without endangering themselves or the people around them to be physical and to be a little aggressive to get out those negative emotions while simply engaging in play. So... Silly monsters and superheroes is perfect for that because you can create all kinds of challenges and relay races and obstacle courses and tests for superpowers that they get to determine what their superhero will possess. What powers will they have? Why? How will they use those superpowers? All of these things give kids a sense of control and a sense of identity and allows them to express themselves and do so in a way that they feel in control of their emotions, their thoughts, their needs, and the overall play experience. And when you do that, you will notice that kids' sense of overreaction or overload reduces because you give them their sense of power back over the situation. So when I was in the classroom, and even now, I like to offer sensory experiences. I think textures and sights and sounds are a great way for kids to alleviate certain kinds of thoughts and feelings through their play. So you can do this in your role play, pretend play, make-believe play opportunities. So I talked a lot about my favorite dramatic play or role play experiences in other episodes. But if you're practicing math and science, you might want to set up a mad scientist lab or a chef's kitchen where kids can engage in sensory experiences In the the case of the kitchen, they're going to get to engage with pasta that is different textures, different weights, different uh, scents. And they're going to get the real sense of what it's like to cook those things and make dishes with those things. Now you could do it with cooked pasta or dried pasta entirely up to you. Whichever you choose, they're going to get a different sensory experience. They're going to experience different textures, different tastes, different smells. And they're even going to look different. You can offer different vegetables or loose parts that represent things like vegetables or uh, meat or whatever foods you want to introduce into your child's play. I don't know how you played when you were a kid, but that was one of my favorite things to do when I was a kid, was to be outside and go around, whether it was the backyard or the neighborhood. Um, I grew up with lots of wide-open space, As well as smaller backyard space where I was surrounded by lots of natural things like twigs and flower petals and seeds and uh, acorns and pine cones and uh, I don't know what you formally call them but we used to call them little helicopters that would fall from the trees and they would propel. And we used to mix these things with sand and dirt and water and we would make soups and we would make pasta dishes and all kinds of amazing salad and we wouldn't actually consume them, of course, but it was the idea of creating a make-believe story around those dishes and It's a form of storytelling and make-believe. And it gives you the opportunity to role-play and to work out thoughts, feelings, experiences that you've had in real life. And even though kids might not realize it, it gives them the opportunity to work out alternative ways to express themselves in specific situations so that's one example of how you can use role play for learning as well as preventing emotional and sensory overload by allowing the kids to be in control of the play and the play experiences as a whole so again I used a a cooking reference for that cooking is one of my favorite things to do with kids it offers all kinds of learning and skill building opportunities But in the terms of superheroes or silly monsters, kids get to be fully in control. Again, as I was saying earlier, because they get to create the superhero. They get to create the silly monster. So what does the silly monster look like? What kind of parts does he or she have? How do they move? Do they fly? Do they dance? Do they hop? Do they slither? What do they feel like? How do they speak? Do they speak? Do they speak English? Do they speak a different language? That opens up opportunities to explore practicing a foreign language. you can create your own language what dictating what different sounds will represent different words or different objects all of these things are great skill building opportunities for kids as they think they're just playing but they get to pour their emotions or their thoughts or their needs into the personas or the personalities of their silly monster or their superhero and then you can take that silly monster or that superhero and you can use it to help them work through emotional situations you can reference their superhero or their silly monster and say how would Your silly monster or your superhero, whichever you so choose, how would they handle this frustrating situation? You're clearly frustrated. How would they handle this? What superpowers would your superhero use to find a solution to this problem that's making you so frustrated or making you so angry? Or you can ask the same questions about positive emotions how would your silly monster or your superhero celebrate your big accomplishment or your learning a new skill or how would your silly monster or superhero attempt to learn this new idea or learn this new skill? So it takes the pressure off of... The child who maybe is a little bit shy or doesn't like to focus on themselves or their own struggles. And they can become somebody new. And it gives them a little extra mojo. A little extra dose of gutsiness to try something new because it's something that they're superhero. Or their silly monster would do. And so they're going to do it like they would. It's a great way to overcome kids' fears as well. Because you can rely on either or to say, Well, how would your silly monster tackle this fear? Or how would your superhero use their superpowers to overcome this fear? I always encourage and I have watched kids over the years truly enjoy using gross motor experiences to role play, to test out ideas. I referenced uh, Mad Scientist Lab a few minutes ago. That's another favorite that I love to offer. And... If uh, It kind of came out of being a child of the 80s, and it reminded me of the whole Ghostbusters thing. Essentially, what was Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters was, you know, centered around the thing most of us are f- afraid of. The things that go bump in the night or go bump in the dark, a.k.a. ghosts. What are ghosts? Where do they come from? What are they made of? You know, they are essentially a silly monster. They can be funny. They can be loud. They can be kind. They can be scary. They can be whatever you want them to be. And essentially, the Ghostbusters were the superheroes because they captured The things that were the ghosts that were terrorizing people. And so you can use learning experiences to kind of do the same things. You can allow kids a space to create concoctions that... Engages trial and error learning, practices science by exploring what materials mix together, what reactions are caused when you mix some materials together, and you can create things like sensory bottles that can represent your silly monsters or your ghosts or you can create experiments that test your superheroes superpowers these are just fun ways that you can bring play learning science math gross motor sensory As well as emotional control or regulation. All together in one great, fun experience. So you are tying all of these things together that people don't think to tie together. We so often are so willing to write off play as a silly thing that kids do. And if we as adults could only understand that that is just simply not true. That kids play is so very important we would be more willing as adults to tie play into our own lives. Play allows kids to be creative. It allows kids to overcome fears. It allows kids to test their abilities. And it allows kids to have the freedom to explore ideas and learn things through an experience that they might, in other circumstances, avoid learning. Let's face it, none of us like math. Math is very bland, and it's very straightforward, and it's very boring, but it can become very confusing. And if you can infuse play and math together, that's a win-win situation. Lots of kids don't like to read. But if you can tie the life story of a silly monster or a superhero to reading and learning words that represent your superhero's superpower, kids would get excited about that and they'd want to know more. And you then ignite that desire and excitement to and for learning, learning itself. So as we round out this week's episode, I hope you will join me for the months of September and October. We are going to have so much fun covering these two topics, silly monsters and superheroes. We're going to talk about emotions. We're going to talk about sensory learning and sensory skill needs. We're going to talk about all kinds of skill building and subject learning as well. So I hope you can put your own spin on the ideas I shared this week. I hope you'll come back next time and join me when we continue this fun exploration of learning and skill building through play with silly monsters and superheroes for the month. Thanks for joining me this week, and I will talk to you soon.